Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour on this Tuesday. Boy, March or March. March is coming. February just flew by. It's the 25th of February. And I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, gold and silver, wealth insurance, something that you put away where only you know where it's at. Uh, and especially, man, in this crazy world, a lot, a lot, lot, lot going on. We got to get you up to speed. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, yesterday, we had the second largest sell-off in Wall Street history. And, and we're going to see these, right? As uh, the asset bubble inflated, uh, you're going to see bigger proportional drops. Uh, the Dow was down 1,000 points yesterday. And they were hoping for the big turnaround today. It was going to be fine, and, and, and we're going to rebound the rebound didn't last very long. We'll see. Day's not over, but right now the Dow is down 265. The S&P's down another 33. Broke 3,200 uh, on the S&P. Uh, by the way, the Dow Jones, uh, 27,600. The NASDAQ's down another 89 points. Uh, yesterday we had that just ripping rally in the gold markets and uh gold closed in new york at 1672 1673 uh but remember there's the electronic trade that goes on after uh the new york market closes uh and that's where you'll see very very aggressive profit profit taking and you have these uh over dramatic moves that happened yesterday believe it or not that's exactly what we needed uh, you know gold went from about 1550 to 6 1680 pretty much in a straight line so we needed some profit taking that occurred uh, uh 3 billion dollars was sold all at once uh drove the markets down right now depending on where you look uh, gold's either down four dollars or down uh, seventeen dollars, but gold's at sixteen fifty six, and actually sh showing quite a bit of strength. Uh, gold uh, with the big sell off went down to uh, below below sixteen forty, and has been working its way back ever since. Uh, but that that's a good thing. Uh, a healthy thing. I know it, it, it. It's a frustrating thing, but it is what it is. Listen, the, these uh, the computers and, and the the big banks. They're they're going to uh, manipulate these markets, and and that's part of the course. But it was actually something needed because uh, the news though continued to get worse out there. Uh, we had uh, warnings from Mastercard now saying, yeah, this Corona thing. Uh, not looking so good for us. Uh, Procter and Gamble. You know, the, you think about Procter and Gamble, you, you almost take it for advantage. When you go into the store, you'd be shocked at how many products are uh, under the Procter and Gamble uh, label, if you will. It is a huge company. It makes up a significant part 
uh, of the supermarket aisles, you know, toothpaste and shampoos and laundry detergents and toilet paper and diapers and all of these cereals. And I mean, almost there's almost no aisle in the supermarkets uh, outside, you know, produce and the meat departments and all that. But I'm just talking about, uh, you know, things that, you know, go on those shelves out on into the stores, Procter and Gamble uh, warning that, hey, we may have a problem. Uh, we we source a lot of our materials, whether they actually build or make the product, or maybe they're the company that provides the cardboard, or the in the in the case of the cereal, maybe they po- provide the the plastic that the cereal goes into that goes into the box. Maybe they actually make the actual cereal or the laundry detergent or the diapers, uh, saying that. Over 17,000 products are being affected uh, by what's happening in China. Um, 300 and over, almost just under 400 different factories that Procter and Gamble use in mainland China. And you think about, I mean, it's incredible, right? What, 400 factories, right? You couldn't build any of those here? I'm going to tell you uh, that. The answer to that question is no, sure couldn't. I'm going to give you an update on what uh, is happening in China with worker pay. Uh, so you it just it's always good because now we we to remember why it was that they they made this big thing and they lobbied uh, the politicians that they had bought off and paid for in their own back pocket to screw the American worker. And they even got the American worker to say, what a great thing, you know, going back to NAFTA and GATT and free trade. And uh, all the while, they knew what they were going to do. Procter & Gamble knew, hey, we're going <laughs> to... Right? I don't know if they knew that I'd build 400 factories over there, but they all knew. Uh, so we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, uh, as we, we watch here, we had... Very little economic data out. Uh, we had consumer confidence, uh, which is the number they like. It, it it wasn't what they were hoping for. Uh, we had Richmond Fed, which was way worse than what they thought it was going to be. Uh, but but again, not a lot of economic data. When we return, what is Foxconn doing to try try to get people to come back to work? We'll talk about that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, the ten-year note matching its all-time record low of one point three two is the yield on the ten-year note. Uh, as the Dow is now down uh, three hundred and twenty more points today after the huge sell-off yesterday. Uh, in crude oil under intense pressure again today. We'll talk about that next, the ramifications of crude here in the United States. But first, I just wanted to give you a little reminder, because we forget how little uh, workers make and and why it was the 
companies that we consider to be American, you know, Procter and Gamble, General Electric. By the way, General Electric fired seventy-eight thousand people. Uh, they now have the least amount of workers going back to like the fifties. Uh, but but getting back uh, to China wages, Foxconn, and. You know, we know Foxconn is is Apple, right? They they're the company that builds all the iPhones for Apple. And just to understand, you know, building uh, iPhones and earbuds and laptops and all the other stuff, it's labor intensive. The largest Foxconn factory employs, well, used to employ 355,000 people. I mean, it's incredible. It's the size of a, of a, you know, fairly decent city. You know, that's a top 100 city here in the United States, 355,000 people. That's just one plant. After closing its factories amid the coronavirus outbreak, iPhone maker Foxconn is starting to gradually reopen their plants. Remember, they've already said, hey, we're not even thinking about being at full production uh, until the end, of, uh, the end of April at the earliest. In an effort to attract new workers, Foxconn, is offering bonuses. Now, this has been a big issue uh, in China. Uh, they're trying to get these factories open, and the employees are like, yeah, no, uh-uh. Where is it? Nope. And, and you got to remember, you know, the uh, the Chinese, a lot of these people, you know, they, they come from wherever their hometown is, and then they end up living at these factories. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of the factories are there. And uh, they're like, yeah, forget that. I'm not doing it. I got to go past, you know, the, 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 uh, some of the bad places. And then plus the fact, I don't believe you, right? I don't want to get sick. I don't want to die. I don't want to come to work. They're offering them a bonus of $995. So what's your life worth? Returning workers. Now, that's if you're new. In other words, hey, you don't work here at all. If you're a returning worker, well, you don't get as much. We're only going to give you $427 uh, to report to work. Now, here's what makes it interesting is how much money is that? You know, what, what What are we talking about? According to Foxconn, the bonus that they're offering is more than twice their monthly salaries. So when you think about, you know, you're, you're buying these Apple iPhones now for $1,000, $1,500, whatever it may be, Right, the 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 average. Well, I guess the the workers at Foxconn, they're not even making five hundred bucks a month. 
Right? They don't give it exactly. And I don't know. Is it four hundred bucks a month? Uh, Three hundred bucks a month? Uh, they they said that they were forced to shut down. Uh, they're trying uh, to bo- boost up the workforce. The the seven thousand want or nine hundred and ninety five dollars uh, more than double the average monthly salary. How do you compete with that? I mean, even here, uh, Arizona, I think our minimum wage now is $12. And uh, they're working 40 hours a week. Okay. That'd be $480 in a week at minimum wage here in Arizona. That's more than these people make in an entire month. And they're not working 40. They work 60 hours a week at Foxconn. I mean, it's staggering to think about. Think about the minimum wage being like four bucks. Well, and actually, with at sixty hours a week, it's not even that, right? I mean, this is this is exactly uh, you know when we talk about Mexico making two or two fifty an hour, uh, the Chinese are there or below, and it's it's staggering. And I just wanted to point that out. This is why all of these. Uh, companies wanted these free trade agreements, right? And this is this is the great, I guess, there's no inflation miracle. If this was so great, why do the phones cost $1,000? Remember when you used to go and just signing up, just signing up for a cell phone plan, they gave you a phone, right? Oh, you're, you're signing up for a plan, you signed a two-year contract, here's a phone. Right, we won't charge you nothing for the now. Oh well, well you want to you want to sign up for a plan? Hey, that's great. Oh, you need a phone? Uh, yeah. uh, here's our cheapest model. It's a it's a thousand. Well, I guess the new ones. I guess I don't know. You, you can buy an older one for less, possibly. Uh, shows you what I know about smartphones. But I just I just found it incredibly interesting uh, that this is how little still to this day. Uh, the average Chinese worker is making, uh, and, and and the fact that uh, bringing jobs home, it's not happening. Jobs aren't coming back here. Now, they could leave China, right? They could go to Vietnam or, I don't know, uh, Bangladesh or some other third world country, uh, and the labor cost will continue to be low. And the the opportunity for it to come here. Now, think about it. Even 12 bucks an hour. Can't live on that here. Can't do it. I mean, we're talking about uh, a high-rise being built in Phoenix with 400-square-foot apartments for $1,245 a month. I mean, it's nuts. It really, really is. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, uh, sell-offs picking, off, picking up steam here. Uh, Dow's now down 400 Crude oil. It's another one we need to watch. Uh, trying to stay above 50. Right now, crude oil's at $50.60 to the barrel. Uh, and this is another leg of the economy for the U.S. We're going to see a lot more bankruptcies and a lot more layoffs coming uh, in the oil and gas sector. Uh, the And again, you know, we're, we're out there, we're pumping. 
I don't even know, 12, 13 million barrels of oil a day. Of course, remember, China was supposed to start buying some of that. That hasn't happened. Uh, But the problem is a lot of this production, you know, you think about how do you go from four, five, six, seven million barrels a day to 13? And and because that's what we've done. And it's been incredible. But the problem is twofold now. A lot of that oil, where it's coming out of, and the cost it takes to get the well, right? You know, for got to find it, right? Find the oil. Uh, got to get the drillers out there, do all the ge- geological stuff and all the ocean, the government regulation, da, 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 get the get the well drilled, and, you know, and then you start pumping. Well, it all costs. And there's been several major problems. The first is the type of crude. So when we look at our crude oil production, just know this. Not all of that crude is the same. In the U.S., predominantly, we manufacture or the crude that comes out of our ground is a lighter crude, uh, where the crude that comes out of, like, the oil sands in Canada or over in Saudi Arabia, it's a heavier crude. Now, I'm not an oil expert, so I can't even tell you what makes it light and what makes it heavy. All as I know is to refine it, right? You have refineries set up that refine the light crude, and you have refineries that are set up to refine the heavy crude. The problem is a lot of this newer production, the crude is so light that it the refiners can't refine it. So what they need to do is they've got to mix it with a heavier crude, right? Make a blend so they can actually refine it. And, and so, in other words, we've added another major cost to uh, the barrel. So, uh, if I sell you crude oil's $50, over half of the U.S. production out there isn't seeing anything close to $50, right? They may be getting in the $30 range, and after you factor in, hey, what it cost and this and that and the other, it's like, hey, wait a minute, we we don't make any money at that. Right? We need crude oil to be sixty, seventy dollars a barrel in order for us to even, you know, break even and make money. And I think we're gonna see again, this is gonna be another hit uh to the manufacturing sector. Uh, it's gonna be a big hit. And these were good paying jobs. You know, you work rigging, even driving the water truck is a good paying job. Uh so we've got to watch that very, very carefully. This corona, you know, it, it, they're saying four million barrels a day uh right now less. And then you think about okay, it's starting to spread. Uh I'll give you an example. A employee of Korea Airlines, and I'm assuming it was a uh, stewardess or steward, has tested positive for the virus, right? And this is how 
things spread, right? They they don't know they're infected. How many people? You know, think about, uh, you know, you're 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 on you're part of the crew there uh, in the airplane, and you you probably go and fly on three or four different flights in a single day and all the people you come into contact with and then you got to walk through the airport and do this and that and all the I mean it's crazy how many th- people one person can come into contact with and uh, as this thing starts to spread Switzerland now has reported its first case uh, Italy the death toll continues to rise and as we watch this thing if it keeps branching out we're gonna have even bigger problems and right now, unfortunately, I think crude oil's still overpriced. And if this thing continues to get worse uh, and more cities start shutting down, Korea today, uh, South Korea shut down a city of two and a half million people. Yeah, it was a flight attendant at Korean Air that has now tested uh, positive for it. And I was looking for this article, and I, and I apologize. I'm a little... Uh, off on the on the weather today, but uh, under the weather a little bit today. Uh, but I'll find it here in a minute. But as this thing spreads, what are the ramifications going to be? Jeffries. I'm going to tell you what they said about it coming to the U.S. next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In a stunning reversal of fortune for the abortion industry, the U.S. Supreme Court let stand a Kentucky law requiring abortion clinics to provide ultrasounds to women seeking an abortion. This may be the first time in 50 years that the Supreme Court has refused to review a significant lower court decision against the interest of abortion providers. The pattern since Roe v. Wade is that abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood are nearly always successful in getting their petitions granted by the U.S. Supreme Court, even though only about 1% of other petitions are ever granted. There have always been at least four votes on the court to rule in favor of abortion, and only four votes are needed to grant certiorari, which is the legal jargon for the U.S. Supreme Court taking up a case. Kentucky passed the Ultrasound Informed Consent Act, also known as HB2, which requires an abortionist to display an ultrasound and amplify the heartbeat of the unborn child for the mother prior to performing an abortion. An abortion clinic challenged this law as somehow being in violation of the First Amendment, even though no one can dispute that every required disclosure is factual and true. The abortion clinic filed unsuccessfully for a rehearing where the six judges Trump appointed held strong in defense of the decision. From there, the abortion clinic filed a petition for certiorari with the United States Supreme Court, where petitions have been granted virtually every time that the pro-abortion side wants them. Then... The big surprise came. Certiorari was denied. Multiple justices on the high court surely disagree with the Sixth Circuit's decision upholding this law, but they decided not to take this case up because they knew there is a pro-life majority on the Supreme Court right now because of Trump's new additions. This is a big indication of things to come on the court. We have the most pro-life court since Roe v. Wade. We have the biggest opportunity for the pro-life movement in years. 
Now is the time to fight harder than ever for the pro-life values we hold dear. Thanks to President Trump, our efforts will not be in vain. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Plus, you can find, follow, and share our work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour, and it doesn't even matter, does it? How deadly is it? I don't know. Right? We don't know. Right? Is it one percent, two percent, less than that, more than that? We don't know. But perception is the reality, and the perception is. Hey, if this thing comes and we get any sort of uh, of, a, of an outbreak, I mean, it's something where, hey, 20 people came down with the virus in this, in this town or in this city, right? They shut it down, right? Think about uh, in South Korea. They're now up to uh, staring 1,000 cases in the face, 1,000. Not that many, but the problem is, is all of them are coming from right these two regions, two spots, and and the fact that you could go weeks, and and this is the other thing as they're studying this thing, they used to say, hey, fourteen days. Now they're like, eh, we could be wrong on that. It could be three weeks. It could be a little longer than three weeks. If you think about in your daily, day-to-day, you know, I, I come to work and back, you know, and, and and I don't interact with that many people on one particular day. But then, hey, I go to lunch with some friends. Or uh, me and my wife go to a restaurant to have dinner. Or my son's, you know, at a sporting event or whatever it may be. And you think about over a, a three, four-week period. I went to pl- I played golf with my buddies, right? You know, and you're doing all you're thinking about all these things, and that, and you start thinking, okay, this thing could really get out of hand, and this this forces them to shut it all down, and it has huge impacts on the economy. I mean, everybody now just think uh, two weeks ago, as early as two weeks ago, ah, that's fine. Right? No, not, nothing's going to happen. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here on the air going, I don't know what everyone's talking about. They're shutting down, you know, China at one point shut down 780 million people. It's over twice the United States. 
How can this not have any effect? And now we're like, uh-oh. Because all of these, you know, think about Apple was first. Apple still hasn't said what the what the numbers are. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you a sneak peek at what I think they are. But before that, Jeffries this morning, and for those of you, Jeffries another one of these, uh, you know, big Wall Street companies out there. They say that the influx of foreign nationals to the United States from areas impacted by the coronavirus means a large American outbreak is increasingly likely. Again, two weeks ago, it was unlikely. But according to Jeffries, they say that scenario will rattle the markets and, well, boy, do more than that. That'd be devastating. Equity strategist Simon Powell in a note to clients that although although the number of new cases in China appears to be slowing, he uses the word appear. And let's hope that's true, right? We want I want that to be true. Recent outbreaks in Italy, Iran, and South Korea hint that the disease is capable of spreading to and within many locations. We increasingly find it hard to believe that USA cases are as low as reported. Wow. Right? And a lot of people, and I know this, a lot of people have been whispering this for a while, that we're not necessarily being totally truthful, and believe that given the flow of Chinese, Korean, Iranian, and, and, uh, and those three specifically, doesn't mention the Italians, the Chinese, Korean, and Iranian nationals in the North America. See, and this is the other thing we forget, is the amount of visas and the world's a smaller place today there's no doubt about it iranians and koreans and chinese italians right they're here every day and i'm not talking about five or six tens of thousands of them are here on a daily basis A large U.S. community-based outbreak is increasingly likely, according to Simon Powell from Jeffries, in a note to their clients this morning. Imagine trying to quarantine a large U.S. city for a month, similar to how China has shut down Wuhan, or the way the Italians are trying to ring-fence 10 towns near Milan. Our working hypothesis is that it wouldn't work. It would cause panic on a scale that would spook markets. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's just use, I, I'm in Phoenix, so let's use Phoenix as an example. I mean, Phoenix and the surrounding area, we're over 5 million people. If there was an outbreak in Tucson, that would have an effect here. Right? I would be a lot more, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to that concert. 
Right? I don't think I'm going, uh, we got spring training happening right now, right? And uh, that's another one. We've got uh, Koreans and Japanese ball players in spring training, lots of them. That we have a, a lot of that media and their types here. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see uh, the Iran's deputy health minister got corona, came down with the disease? And they were doing, like, a press conference on national TV. They show the guy, the poor guy, looks sick, sick as a dog. He's got his handkerchief out. He's sweating all over the place, coming to find out he's got corona. And they were out there giving a press conference. Right? Didn't even know it. This is what I'm, this is what Jeffries is talking about. I, I, I don't know. But I'm thinking, could you imagine here if they had to shut down Phoenix? And and then what would it do? Would, would people in L.A., you know, would they be like, oh, let's, let's go out? What would it do to Las Vegas, right? Would Las, oh, I'm not going to Vegas, right, and shut down Vegas. You don't need you – look, you look at it like after 9-11. Remember, no one wanted to get on an airplane. Let's hope this doesn't happen, right? But listen, that guy's more whacked out than me. So there you go. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, we'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, the World Health Organization, out this morning. The world, the rest of the world, not ready for the virus to spread. Uh, we have another new case in another city in Italy uh, at a hotel. Uh, and again, that makes sense, right? The, the, the travel thing here is, like I said, it was one thing to lock down China. And depending on how fast the nation did or didn't, this thing, unfortunately, uh, could lay dormant for a lot longer than people thought. Uh, but you can't, I mean, now that it's spreading like this, who do you lock down? Right? I mean, uh, we're, we're already issued a travel advisory to South Korea, but it's still not locked down. Right? In, in, in Italy, the same thing. Uh, first cases in Switzerland. Austria and Spain as well. Um, let's see. I think that's it for right now. Yep, that's those are the oh well, the UAE uh, also saying that it's suspending fr- uh, all flights now to Iran. Iran is now uh, flights being uh, banned there as well. And and I love what Jeffries did have to say, right? There's a lot more Iranians traveling to and from the, the United States than people may think. And uh, according to the World Health Organization, the, the spread to, to Austria, that at least one of the likely patients is, was isolated Tuesday was an Italian that was living in Austria. So an Italian that was living in Austria. Uh, and again, that's, that's how it happens, I guess. You know, and it's, it's uh, the world's a small, small place. And I only bring that up because it's easy. You know, yesterday I talked about what if it gets into Central and South America? What do you think's going to happen? Anything will happen at the border. Um, and I And I don't want, again, I don't want to, uh, agree with the guy from Jeffries, but it's kind of hard not to uh, 
uh, but we'll have to wait and see. So that that's the update for today. Um, South Korea has isolated a city of 2.5 million people. Uh, they're now uh, just less than, a, I think, about 140 or 150 cases away, something like that, from over 1,000 cases. Uh, more people in Italy now are coming down with the virus, uh, and it has spread to at least three other countries as well. And then the Iranian deputy health administrator uh, has come down uh, with the D, with the coronavirus as well. 800-951-0592. You know, there was a, oh, that's what I want to talk about, iPhone sales. You know, Apple said that they were going to miss guidance, but they never said how many. China's mobile phone in, uh, industry, this was still a January number. Uh, talking about shipments that were down by 40%, 39% year over year. And again, that was just a January number. Uh, Mobile phone shipments uh, was down 42.9% year over year, which accounted for 88% of uh, domestic mobile phone sales so it kind of gives you a flavor for apple hey what are we talking about uh all all in told smartphone shipments for the month of january as all of it down 36.6 percent year over year and like i said this was a january number they're saying that uh according to uh the quarter for the quarter, so January, February, March in China, mobile phone sales will fall by more than 50%. Uh, so that kind of gives you a clue. Apple came out and said they were going to warn. They didn't put a number on it. Uh, so there you go. I'm putting a number on it. We could see Apple uh, iPhone sales down as much as 50%. Uh, and you got to remember, there's a lot of things that go into these iPhones. Besides, you know, we we just talk about Apple. What about the semiconductors and semiconductor equipment, the chips, it, you know, the smart chips, uh, the technology and hardware equipment, right? All of all of those uh, equipments. Not to mention the retail outlets and all of those things. So there, it's a lot more uh, than just Apple that we're talking about, but. Uh, you know, we, we've seen this here in the U.S. with a lot of our retailers. You know, when they got same-store sales falling 3 5 6 10%, right, what are they doing? They're closing stores. They're going out of business. Uh, now they're saying that iPhone sales in China can will be down by as much as 50%. Uh, so it's going to be a very, very interesting year and again i don't know you know how long this thing's going to last uh we had reports yesterday that this virus is a little more resilient to the weather as well and that this thing uh could last and still be living here in may and june and into july so let's hope that's not it either i know a lot of things stacking up this is why you're seeing you know wall street was down a thousand points yesterday uh, right now, it's down a, another 300 points this morning. 
because it looks like this thing's going to uh, get worse before it gets better. And the fact that things are spreading makes it really, really hard. Uh, we're now saying live update here. Here, The U.S. now says 53 cases uh, now in the U.S. I, I guess we added some more to that. I don't know if that's, oh, there you go. Most of those, again, still related to that cruise ship. Uh, so that was the latest here in the U.S. Uh, 800-951-0592. When we get back, we'll talk about a gold item for you. Don't touch that dial. 800 951 Radio News Hour. Yesterday, uh, we were running $5 libs at $450. Uh, you're saving 15 bucks. What I didn't realize, because I, well, let's just say I made a mistake. These are AU $5 libs, so uh, throw that out the window. Uh, you're saving a whole lot more than that. Uh, AU 5 libs, uh, they're still 450 even with the pullback here, but the price is just incredible. An AU almost uncirculated. Uh, I'm, I'm being told lots of dates, really great looking material. Uh, you know, and you're looking here to keep adding to the portfolio. I loved the action. And I know it's, you know, you're like, oh, well, you know, it, it took away all the gains from yesterday. Yeah, but that, gold had already ran so much. We needed a pullback. We needed some profit taking. It's, it's, it's really healthy. Uh, and, and you get to buy for less. I mean, isn't that the name of the game? Putting away uh, material for less. 800-951-0592 is the toll-free number. I'm working on a silver item for tomorrow. We're, we, we haven't quite put it together yet, but I'm coming up with something we haven't run in a really long time. Fingers crossed, maybe. Uh, but I'm hopeful that that will come together. But AU $5 Liberties. Uh, and something we don't see a lot of. Remember, we, we didn't run five libs for a long time, and then this year seemed to be there was a big supply of them. Now that's uh, kind of gone by the wayside, uh, but picking up some really, uh, really nice-looking coins here at $450 at 800 951 A quick look here. Uh, the Dow is is off of the lows, so that's I guess a good thing. Uh, two hundred down two sixty. The S and P's down twenty eight. Uh, the Nasdaq is down sixty three. Uh, gold is down, and again, this will be uh, depending on where you look. Uh, twenty eight dollars or twelve dollars doesn't really matter. Pick one. Uh, sixteen forty-five right now on gold. So, uh, U.S. five-dollar liberties at four fifty, and silver. I didn't even tell you silver. Uh, eighteen eighty. Well, again, man, they just they like to whip silver, don't they? Down, down almost seventy-five cents. So silver, uh, almost got to that nineteen level. Uh, couldn't do it here. Uh, has fallen back again. Uh, and, again, if you're a silver guy buying on the dips, uh, that that's a great way to do it. Rolls the U.S. Silver Eagles 440. Uh, and I'll get those prices updated because it's fallen a little more now since we've been on the air. I'll get those prices 
uh, updated on the website for you as well. Or you do it the old-fashioned way. Give Wendy a call at 800 951 The the flu is making its way through the office. Uh, Arlene just called. She is under the weather. I'm under the weather. Uh, Wendy's going to be answering phones from home. Uh, so uh, bear with us here. As it's Don't worry. It's not the coronavirus. I think it's just the Modelo virus. So we should be fine. Uh, but everyone take care. Uh, as long as I'm able to talk, I'll be back here again tomorrow. Take care. God bless everybody. Thank you.